Hello and welcome to Magical Myths, the place for all news Percy Jackson and books mythical and magical. I'm Darcy, your host. And I'm Casper, your co-host. On today's episode, we will be reviewing Reclaim the Stars, the, antho- the anthology edited by Zoraida Cordova. But first, it's time for the news from the Rydenverse, and I'll start first this week. The cover to Sajni Patel's A Drop of Venom was revealed over on Reed Royden. The cover is designed by Kadaja Kativ. She did Rick's book covers for both Daughter of the Deep and The Sun and the Star. I love the cover. The colours are so vibrant and we have some traditional Indian sari, sari. And earrings whilst also surveying the dark nature of Medusa's tail. And that wasn't the only cover we got. We also got two new Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief editions, which were announced to promote the TV series. They're coming out the 21st of November. So we have a tie-in edition of the Lightning Thief with a new cover and an eight-page insert of in-color photos from the series. And the Lightning Thief graphic novel with a new cover and last but not least, a new cover for the updated version of Half-Blood Confidential. I know for a fact that I will definitely be buying myself copies of all three. Also, we might have seen the cover for the sequel to Winton Chu vs. the Whimsies, Winton Chu vs. the Wingmeisters. I love the vibrant color used in the co- cover, and I definitely love this cover more than the first one. If you want to see the cover, there is a link in the show notes. Last month was AAPI Heritage Month, and Reed Royden released an article on the new and upcoming books from Rick Royden Presents Imprint. There weren't any standouts in this article, but it's a good way of reviewing the Asian-inspired books coming soon from the imprint. Also, last month, Daniel Jose Older's Last Canto of the Dead was released, and Daniel answered some questions over on Reed Royden for both Ballad and Dagger and Last Canto. One standout was when Daniel was asked whether or not he knew the plot when he wrote Paladin Dagger. And what and whilst um Paladin Dagger needed to be heavily outlined, this one was the opposite. He knew we were heading to San Madrigal, but that was about it. In case you've ever wondered, Reed Royden released an article on how to tell if you're a Rick Royden presents sidekick. Unfortunately, we don't think we fit any of the criteria, but if you want to read the article, it is linked to in the show notes. Reed Ryden also released an article on the minor goddesses who you might have forgotten existed. I found this article to be very helpful as I had forgotten about some of the goddesses we met in Heroes of Olympus. Reed Ryden also released an article on Nyx's Guide to Sleep. This wasn't the most exciting article, but definitely fun to read. Reed Ryden also released an, audi- an interview with Hades and Persephone's on Hades and Persephone's long-standing relationship. Again, this was a rather bland article. Also, lastly, before we get into our next section, with all that is happening with the um, with the writers' strike on productions at the moment, this means we might not get any more Percy Jackson TV updates for a while until the strike is over. Now that that wraps up our news section, let's kick things off with the first story from the collection rain of diamonds by Anne Marie McLemore they then pronounce 
This story is like an LGBT retelling of the Hunger Games in space. The story centers around two princesses, one possessing the power of ice and the other possessing that of fire. The two must kill each other in order to become queen, except this proves harder than expected because the two both share a secret that could destroy their roles in the competition. I really like the dynamics developed between the two. It felt natural and flowed nicely. The story is a great one from Anne-Marie and it felt this was a great way to start off a jam-packed anthology. Uh, Darcy, what do you think? I really enjoyed this one and I agree that it was a good way to start the anthology. I liked seeing the way it took inspiration from the Hunger Games and I also really liked the relationship between the two girls and the enemies to love it trope. This was actually my first time reading a short story from Anne-Marie and I think this one turned out brilliantly. Now moving on to Fletcher by Daniel Jose Older. This story revolves around two girls, one being a monster called Genrath. Called Grenrath? The two girls decided to head back to Earth, but when they arrive, they discover that it is in a terrible state due to climate change. Whilst on Earth, the two are joined by a group of young children in search for an existing place that may hold life. I thought that this story was told really well from the details to the girls' friendship. This one was... Um, this was my first time reading a short story by Daniel, and I admit this one worked out rather well. I'll probably go as far as saying this was one of my favourite stories in the anthology. Casper, what did you think about this one? Yeah, this one, I... It was very different feel to the first one, which I enjoyed. Um, and kind of, if I remember correctly, it kind of left on, like, not really knowing what was going on. Um which I enjoyed, but um, yeah. Next up is The Tin Man by Lily um, Rivera. She, her, tells the story of a robot. This one is set in a dystopian world and the world is a disaster. When I first read this one, I found it um, really good at the beginning, but by the middle, I started to lose interest. I am also not a fan of the way Lillian had decided to phrase the words. To me, they felt rather scattered. Do you, uh, did you think this was the case? Is this the one with kind of like the girl um, with like the robot that comes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the same. I was, I kind of lost interest a little bit in the way that it kind of dragged on about the same kind of things. But um, as soon as kind of like the robot came along, it was got bit more interesting I think for me that's actually when I started to kind of lose interest like I liked it at the beginning but by the time the robot arrived I was like okay this kind of seemed to be going on a little too long but yeah I I did like the story to some extent and I feel like um there was a story there it just didn't come across the best next up is the first Day of Us by David Bowles, he, him pronouns, told the story of a polyamorous relationship. This story had, this story is told completely in second person. So you, prior to reading this, I thought it had the potential to be confusing, but in all honesty, when I read it, I was surprised and didn't find it confusing at all. It read like a journal entry to his lovers. Is this the same for you? Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the way that it was written in second person because um I've never really read anything like that before and it was I I thought the same as you that it was going to be confusing to kind of know 
who they were talking about, but as you kind of read along, it kind of became more obvious. This is our manifesto by Mark Oshiro, they, them. This story tells of a manifesto of those planning a jailbreak and the one who receives it after it is left. I have read some of Mark's short stories before, my favourite being Erezon Poncho. This one was um, hard for me to follow just because it's purely told in a manifesto and then switched back to the present moment. Did you also find this to be the case? Um, yeah, I think this one was what, the one with the jail in the in space. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, this one, it kind of switched between what was like the characters and stuff um but i still i think i still enjoyed that one i i enjoy it as well just not as much as some of the other ones mm. let's move on to creatures of kings by cersei mokowitz um you're gonna have to remind me what this one is about this is the this is the one where um they're in the underworld and she becomes king well no queen yeah um i really like this one this is the one where like they're kind of um they kind of disco- discover that they're meant to be dead and i think there was lots of stuff in that book where you didn't really know what's going to happen next um or s- short story but I would say this was one of my favourites in the way that, yeah, you just didn't really know what way it was going to go. Yeah, and I thought this was one of the um, darker stories in the anthology. And if I remember correctly, this wasn't actually one of my favourite stories when I read it the first time around. But I, I did enjoy it. Now, moving on to the driving force behind me choosing to read this anthology. Interno by J.C. Cervantes. This story is deemed sad, but when I got to the ending, I personally wasn't in tears, but maybe that's just because I don't cry. And also, I didn't find the context very sad. However, overall, I think this story has a really great concept. It reminded me of the plot behind Cacho's Gumiho. The way this story deals with death truly is original. At first, I thought that this story was going to be a bit of a weird romance between an 11-year-old and a grown man, but fortunately this wasn't the case, as we saw Layla become a teenager as the story progressed. I also loved the way this story read, as if it were written by a man despite being written by a woman. Casper, what are your thoughts on this, and did you have a cry at the end? Which one is this one? This is the um, one with the memories, where the memories got t- taken. Yes, I thought this was one, one was really weird as well. When I was... um when I was reading it because I thought the same when when um, Leila was like a child and I was mm-hmm. like, what's going on? Um, but then she like aged up and he stayed the same, um, which I still think is a little bit weird, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it didn't bring me to tears or anything either, but I don't really do that either. But um, yeah, I think it was definitely one of the sad, saddest ones yeah. But not so that it left me in a bad, in a in a sad mood. I just moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Next, we have White Water, Blue Ocean by Linda Raquel Neves Perez. Um, she, they pronouns. This is the story of a non-binary teen who has a love for the sea. Their family comes from a long line of ancestors who were cursed with the ability to never lie. Of course, they can twist a lie into a half-truth, which is what Gabriel does. But one thing that I really struggled was understanding that Gabriel was non-binary because nowhere in the story are they labelled as such. Yeah, I agree with the. I agree with the difficulty in getting that Gabriel was non-binary, as there was barely any scenes to indicate that that was the case. So that is something that I wish had been more obviously stated. But overall, overall, this one was an excellent story that I really enjoyed reading. Next is Leander by Romina Garber. This story is set in the world of a previous of her previous series entitled The Wolves of No World which consists of Lobozona and Katsudora. This story tells us about a water witch named Zabet, who feels hopeful to graduate as one of Marina's Leander, despite what her sexist classmates may think. But luckily for Zabet, she becomes a representative of the school council and decides to put the Brujas on strike, and then they start a rebellion. I thought this story was well written, and I love how much power Zabet has, and the fact that she speaks out about the voice of girls not being heard. I've not read Lobozona, so I don't know who Zabit was or how this story links in to the rest. But I do think that you can still enjoy this story without reading the books it is connected to. What do you think, Casper? Um, I like this one. I did kind of find it a bit predictable, like kind of all the kind of plot twists I could see coming. Um, but apart from that, I think. Um, it tells a really good story of like injustice and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, we have Color Coded by Maya Montane. For me, I thought this story came to an end way too quickly, as it would have been nice to have it adapted into a full novel. Do you agree? Which one is this one? This is the one where the mum has left and um, the girl turns different colors depending on her mood. Yes. I agree I am they left at a really weird point um in kind of like she's just starting to control it but we don't really see her adapt um which I would have loved to see as well yeah and I definitely thought the mum was like gonna come back as like a surprise point in the novel did she come back at the end I think she maybe did but only for like a second i think maybe that's how it like ended is like there was like a knock on the window and she was just there but yeah yeah so next up we have magical offerings by nina morino this tells the story of a relationship between a girl and a tree kind of weird but also really surprisingly good i i loved this story what about what about you I think it was one of my favourites because it was just so strange. Um, in It was the same in the way that you would never have seen that coming at the beginning of the story. And, like, it was just... I found it so peculiar and weird that you just couldn't stop reading because you wanted to know how it turned out. And I think that's what makes it so, like, appealing. 
I, I totally agree. And yeah, like I would happily read more if this was like mm-hmm. a full novel. So this is where the story breaks into a new section called Other Times, Other Realms. First from this section, we have Rogue Enchantment by Isabel Ibanez. I, for one, found this story to be extremely boring and a lot of the plot twists were easy to guess. This story personally ruined my enjoyment for the rest of the anthology. It tells the story of a young... young, What was I saying? Of a young lady who has taken over a stall at the local market after her grandma died. But when she arrived, she finds that not everyone is as welcome as she might have thought. I read about half of this one and... um... Yeah, I didn't read the whole thing, but I definitely, like, I think I know what would have happened anyway, because it was very, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, very predictable, and, like, I knew who took over the shop, and, like, I was like, oh, it's that particular person. Yeah, so I did find this one kind of, like, slow, it kind of dragged on. There wasn't much to it. I I kind of wish it hadn't been included in the anthology. And next is Sameko y la Serena by Vita Ayala, who uses Vaven pronouns. I really liked this story and I thought it was a great introduction an introduction to Vita Ayala, as this is their first time writing a short story. This one tells the relationship between a mermaid and Sameko. And I really, I really like this one. And this, like I said, was the first time this writer has written a short story. All the rest are comic books. Ha- have you read this one or no? Um, no, I haven't read this one, but it definitely sounds interesting and not like any of the ones before. <laughs> Next up, we have River People by Shamile Siad Mendez. I definitely enjoyed this story. And I do forget a little bit what it was about, but I'm pretty sure there were like some people by a river and the river has like some sort of curse. Curse. And yeah, I really liked this one and the way it was told, the way it was approached and all of that. Last um, last but before least, we have um, Moonglow by Sarah Ferring. This one was definitely a little bit horrifying. And some of the topics are definitely, like, dark and deep, like abortion and mm. sex and that kind of stuff. Um, but I do think it came to a good conclusion. And all I I like this story. And for some re- weird reason, I kind of like stories like this. Don't, don't judge. Um, so I do feel like this was a good one. And I really enjoyed it. And... It's also based on a bit of a true story. Of course, taken differently because this is fantasy. But yeah, I like the way it was approached. So next up, we have a very sad short story because, I mean, without spoiling anything, but kind of a massive spoiler, pretty much everyone dies in this book. (laughs) Well, I mean, in this short story, which was all right and i think i did kind of cry at one point reading this so yeah this is about the leader of a republic who three girls who i want to say are possibly witches um decide they want to try and kill so they try and kill him are very unsuccessful 
but he dies in another way. I don't quite remember how. And then all the girls die. And yeah, so you have quite a shocking conclusion to this story, but I really did enjoy this one. And last but not least, we have Tame the Wicked Knight by the writer Cordova. This one is, if I remember correctly, a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So there is a cave, and this boy goes to the cave and finds this monster. He then falls in love with the monster, and they start having conversations. And I think he brings the monster into like his local town, and everyone sees the monster a bit afraid, not really sure what to think. And then I think the story ends, and they get married. I, if I remember like correctly. So that's the anthology. And I, I think as a whole, this was a good anthology. Like, would you agree? Uh, yeah, it's it was very different to anything I've read before because I've never really read like a mix of short stories. So I enjoyed the kind of, it makes it feel more quick pace because um, the stories obviously, you know, quite short. Um, I would say that some like the stories were very differing lengths like at the beginning you'd read a story and they'd be like 17 pages and you'd be like oh this is like really quick and then later on you get to one that's like 70 pages and it you'd feel more like it's dragging on just because those beginning ones are a bit shorter but um the ice cream has just gone fast but um yeah overall i really enjoyed it did you have a favorite story from the anthology um i really liked the one with the girl in the tree and same yeah i would say that that one was my favorite yeah i think that one was probably one of my favorites as well but i did like jc cervantes's and clara bells and um Zoraida's and daniels so i've got like five four favorites but yeah i had a fun time reading this anthology and I think with that said, it that's the end of this episode. And definitely check out this book if you're into Latino culture. And we will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.